Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, y'all, I'm Kat. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it always gets you, Kat, every again. time. Let me do that again. I have to make fun of you every time. Okay. That was like a very half-assed making fun of me. I know. I was like, because like, halfway through, I was like, I got, I don't want to do this every single episode. If you're going to make fun of the y'all, you need to commit okay, to it. Okay, do it again. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. Now, see, you didn't make fun of him at all. I mean, you did flip him off when but the cameras can't hear <laughs> Wait, that. Wait, are you feeling all of this in? So on this episode, we actually had a fan reach out to us on TikTok, and this is pretty cool. She's from Mexico, and she has some stories that she's going to share, um, which I believe specifically relate to her area and region that she is from. Um, her name is her name is Caro, and she has been kind enough to join us over Zoom tonight. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you find our podcast? So I was listening to Paranormalish uh, with Jojo Wright, and he had you in his podcast. So I heard the episode and I said, well, I have to listen to this podcast. I love paranormal stuff. And then I love you. That's awesome. So I am curious because we have been putting this in more of our episodes. And I think that was the first episode where we used this clip. What did you think of the super clip of all the weird ghosty sounds that have been in our podcast? I That's pretty scary. I actually kind of skip those seconds because <laughs> I imagine just hearing someone whispering in your ear It's and then you had to edit them. And it's scary, right? Yeah, I um. So I edit with like some. They're like old school Bose headphones. Like when it still had like the wire attached to them. They're probably, gosh, I don't know, maybe about ten years old. But they're still noise canceling. And the first time I ever heard that noise, I literally took them off and threw them onto the table, and it oh just sent chills through my whole body. And I think I immediately like uh, saved it and texted it over to Cat and JJ, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it gets us every time it's like i'm like this won't be bad it's just a little clip but no it's terrifying yeah yeah I mean, and and the one episode when a medium said that there was there was someone behind you guys i was like oh my gosh wow how why <laughs> why <laughs> we were asking ourselves the same question it's happened <laughs> It's happened in like two different episodes where someone's like, Kat, there's a woman behind you. And it is absolutely terrifying. The first yeah. time, obviously, I was like, I didn't even open my eyes. I was like hunched over. But the second time I was a lot, a lot more chill. I feel like if she is here, she's a welcome presence. She hasn't, she hasn't acted out or anything. She's a pretty, as far as like ghosts go she seems pretty laid back and chill so well that's good yeah my kid um he's one i was feeding him in his high chair today and i was cleaning up and he just looked to the side and just started waving and of course nothing was there but he's also just like a little baby like you know whatever but I, I, we've heard so many stories on our podcast for like that split second i was like huh and then i was like okay you know what there's nothing there it's fine i'm just gonna there's nothing to worry about but yeah it did kind of give me a little bit if I ever see our cat doing something like that, not that he's waving at it, but you know, 
I always grab my camera and I turn the flash on and I just take a picture of the room just to see if like anything pops up. Do ghosts show up on flash? Well, that's how you like. Are you ready for that? That like, do you really want to see something there? <laughs> You're right. I don't want to see it. You're right. Why am I trying to capture that? Yeah, we're gonna start putting flour down on our floor. Oh so we gosh. That's such an old school method to like see the supernatural. But if I saw that, like if I did it myself and saw it, I think I would be, I've said it before, but I think I would be fundamentally changed as a human. If I saw little ghost feet or big ghost feet, I don't, they don't have to be little walking across <laughs> flower in my house. Like, nope, I'm gone. We're selling the house. Maybe we'll burn it down. I don't know. One of those two things. <laughs> so we, um, so can you tell us what part of Mexico you're from? You know, I, I, it's pretty cool. We have had guests on from other countries, but we have not had anybody on um, from Mexico yet. So we're definitely excited to hear from you and hear your ghost stories. Yeah, well, I'm from Veracruz, the beautiful state of Veracruz, which is just next to the Gulf of Mexico. And I live in the capital city, which is Jalapa. And we have pretty hot weather and it's pretty nice. You should, you should all come here someday. Yes. Pretty beautiful. Great food. Yeah. And I want to say, I mean, isn't um, that area known as a travel destination or am I mistaken? Yeah, a bit. I mean, everyone knows Cancun and Acapulco, but Veracruz is actually a pretty beautiful state with great beaches and just amazing food. Just come and eat, please. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. Well, you know how we start this podcast out. So on the believe meter zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all, 10 meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? I'm definitely at 10. My family ha- and I have been experiencing paranormal stuff since my dad was little. So we all are firm believers. And I guess I just love this kind of stuff. My family just gathers around and whenever there's a spooky story everyone just listens to it and they share their own story so yeah it's it's a 10 definitely that's awesome yeah. i love it when when like we have a guest that's like our whole family this is how we were raised telling these stories and sharing our experiences that's cool yeah yeah Meanwhile, my family won't listen to the podcast because they're like, it's too scary. I, I just can't. And I'm like, I'm like, this is the by far the most popular thing I do in the creative sphere. Like, <laughs> please check out this podcast. Yeah, none of our families listen to this. No. We could all share family secrets and we would get zero phone calls because nobody oh. listens. That's okay. It's hey, okay. We have a new family. It's the real hauntings family. Yeah, absolutely. I did get called out about an episode uh, by my family, actually, uh, who all of them are, you know, probably more skeptical than I am. And they're just like, I can't believe you're doing this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get your brother back on uh, yeah. for an episode. Well, so you and your family have had these experiences. How young were you when you had your first experience? I was probably like eight years old when I saw a little girl standing in my doorway and I was pretty scared. I just cried and then called my mom and it was just startling. I don't know, really weird. Like my my mom lost a baby and she was a girl. So we kind of think it was her spirit just saying hi to me her sister so yeah it was like that at that time that that happened yeah like was the spirit the age it would have been had the person been alive or was like was it age appropriate would you say yeah yeah she was age appropriate she was just like four years old like little girl just standing there Wow. I, I, I'm actually looking at my door, but there's I see you there. keep looking over. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm looking at yeah. my door in the background. I'm like, is there a little there? <laughs> uh, well, I've heard of that happening actually. Um, and I'm so sorry for your loss, but yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I have heard of like family members, usually younger ones that are able to connect or see uh, younger family members that have passed away. 
and what did she look like? Was was it um, kind of grain? Was she grainy? Did she look like a like in color, or or how did the spirit present itself? She was a full, just real person standing there. She was not translucent. She wasn't floating. She was just like a normal person. Like I I was seeing my sister there. Wow. Yeah, and then I screamed and I just. I didn't see her anymore because I was so scared crying. Yeah. I can imagine that would be pretty scary. Kat and JJ, what would be more scary to you all? Would it be seeing a ghost that looks like a person or a ghost that looks like a stereotypical ghost, like something translucent or grayed out? Uh, for me, probably a, a person, like a full on uh what is the word apparition right i don't know what word i'm thinking of uh but yeah because because then i think it it would be harder to just like brush off as like oh i just saw something it was just like my eyes playing a trick on me yeah Yeah. i think i would be that's so hard i think i would be more scared to see like translucent because if i saw an actual person i my brain would probably be like oh you were clearly dreaming or having an hallucina- a hallucination mm. and your brain's just showing you something you've seen before but if it's like i don't know i think i would well let's be honest i would be terrified if i saw either but <laughs> i'm not sure i think the translucent one would get me more yeah i think the, the the thing that would interest me about seeing a ghost that you couldn't differentiate between you know a living and an unliving person but you knew it was a ghost would be in the just your everyday real life. I would be like, well, how many people have we seen that are ghosts, you know, who that are just turn a corner and disappear. You see that sometimes in like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be kind of fascinating. Your family sees supernatural. Do they also see fully formed apparitions or do they experience the supernatural in a different way? No. Uh, yeah. My dad, He's really perceptive, and I think he passed down that gift to me. So he has seen a lot of stuff. When he was little, he used to live next to a river, and just here in Mexico, rivers are just, like, kind of hunted because La Llorona just walks through them. And he told me once he saw a woman just in white, black hair, no face, walking through his kitchen to the backyard. And in the backyard, you can just go down to a river. So he saw that woman walking through the kitchen, going to the backyard and then going down to the river. And then she was floating and then she just disappeared into the river. But she, but he said that woman was totally just like a person, only she was floating. Yeah, and you, you said she had no hair. Is that right? No, she had hair, but no face. No face. Oh gosh. Yeah. I no hair was scary. No face is much scarier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch uh, Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I said. Spoiler um, alert. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been a long time since that came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm you're really safe. Sorry if no one has watched it yet. Stop listening now if you have. Just skip ahead thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking- <laughs> My one friend, Stephen, who always <laughs> will message us and be like, you guys got to stop spoiling stuff for me. So this is for you, Stephen. Turn off, skip ahead, 30 seconds. Um, yeah, same same thing. She's no face, black yeah. hair, white dress, walks through the house and straight into the river or lake. The lake, yeah. Well, I, I never thought about that, actually. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think our guests say that that show or those two seasons of that show depict the supernatural in a fairly accurate way from their descriptions that we hear too. Yeah. I have heard other people say that they have seen that woman, but she has like a horse face. Mm. So that's more scary. Yeah. Horse face? Yeah. Horrifying. Are those other people in your family or other people in your community? Yeah, in my family, like my great grandfather, he used to build highways here in Mexico. So he used to work very late. So one time he was walking like back to his house and he says he saw a woman just walking down the street, like ahead of him. 
and she was floating. She had no feet. He couldn't see her feet. And then she, he just walked a little bit faster and like from the corner of his eye, he could see that she had like a weird shaped face and that she had the face of a horse. Yeah, it's something we have heard like in my community, in my city, that La Llorona has a, a horse face. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, why was it, I, I missed when you said in Mexico, a lot of rivers are haunted. What What's the reasoning for that? That's just like a legend because uh, La Llorona, the, we the weeping woman, I don't know if you have heard of her. Mm -hmm. So no, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> That's really yeah. a big lane here. Like, so we have two theories of La Llorona, which is the weeping woman. The weeping woman was like a pretty wealthy woman when the weeping woman was like a wealthy woman who lived like a long time ago and she drowned her children in a river. Right. So God punished her and then now she roams the streets of Mexico just looking for her children and because she drowned them in a river she hunts rivers oh my gosh we're yeah lo we're looking it up right now and wow that is that is so sad and tragic and scary and <laughs> that's just Mexico I mean we make fun of the death we have two <laughs> days dedicated to <laughs> so is that something that's just like 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 everyone in mexico knows about this lady yeah just it's a scary story for children like if you behave bad la llorona will come for you oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in uh la llorona or do you think it's like just kind of a, a way to scare kids into behaving well i believe in her i have heard her actually Really? But yeah, it's, oh it God. was pretty scary. Real quick, I just have to close my door behind us because the dark space is just freaking me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> she actually screams, I, mis hijos, which is I, my children, because yeah. she drowned her, drowned them. Oh, man. But actually, when I heard her, I was having a sleepover with my college friends. And then... I was kind of just in the middle of falling asleep and then the dogs started barking and I didn't know what was happening. So I just listened very carefully. So there's a saying here in Mexico that if you hear La Llorona near you, it's actually far away from you. But if you hear her far away from you, it's actually near you. Oh my God. So yeah, it's pretty scary. So I heard like, like um a cry like ah, something like that like far away from me and i almost died like i had to put on a podcast and then just distract myself in twitter because i was hearing this weird thing and the dogs were barking and i just can't explain what that noise was it was like the middle of the night and like a wednesday so there was no one partying it, it was really weird, yeah. Did you hear her say, like, I mis mis hijos, or uh, like you just heard this the scream? Yeah, I heard the scream. So the legend says she screams, I mis hijos, but we, I don't know, Mexican people, I guess, um, we know that the real Llorona, she just screams. And it's kind of like really sad and weird lament and like yeah. how how i mean like how can you be certain that it was la llorona and not just like someone else screaming or or like a wind howling or something yeah i i mean there was the, it wasn't a wind howling because there was no wind that night <laughs> so uh -huh. yeah but i guess it was the dogs that started barking that really put me off I mean there was no noise and then they started barking like crazy like something had just woken them up and there were no cars in the street and it was just silent and then suddenly this scream that just happened to be heard I'd like I heard I I guess that those signs 
were the ones that told me that really it was La Llorona or something paranormal just happening. And it was, uh, that that house was near uh, a body of water. I think it was like, I don't know if it was like a river that had been covered up or something like that. It makes me wonder if um, the Blind Manor writers, you know, borrowed from that legend for the show because that, I mean, she doesn't scream, but everything else is like fairly spot on for that character. There was actually a movie a few years ago, like, from the makers of The Conjuring and... Mm. Or The Nun, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then there was La Llorona, which is, is pretty bad. Please don't follow that. But I think maybe they got that from there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. So you from moving on from the incident when you were eight, what was your next supernatural experience? My next supernatural experience was one day I was having breakfast with my parents and they have a little altar for the Virgin Mary because they are Catholic. So in that altar, there's only like a few candles and an image of the Virgin Mary. And it was placed like pasted, I don't know, like in the wall, like you screw it and then just it's really firm Mm -hmm. and then suddenly that altar just flew across the room like someone had pulled it and threw it across the room Mm. like it didn't fall down it just flew across the room and then that was my my dad said oh my gosh something bad's going to happen and it actually happened my uncle had an accident he crashed his car against a cow so I guess those that that was the second time something happened to me and it was with my dad yeah and that was in your home yeah it was in my home and again i'm going to mention that we live next to a river (laughs) oh no yeah i'm starting to believe this haunted river thing i'm surprised anyone in mexico goes near rivers now (laughs) what are y'all doing but also i will never swim in a river in mexico i'm sorry i just said no yeah what did you so when you saw that happen i mean did you scream or did it feel unsafe or how did how did you feel when that happened i just i guess i got scared but my dad just gave me the like the confidence that it was okay that nothing was going to happen to us but something was going to happen because he says the universe or someone or something tells him whenever something that's going to happen. Mm. So I know that's really weird. Like he has this gift and then I just happen to be there whenever something happens with him. That reminds me of our guest that this like voice would tell her when somebody was pregnant or was going to die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it the one that, that heard that her dog was dead when yeah Mm -hmm. and it told her to check and then her mom was like the dog's fine the dog's fine and then her mom went into the backyard and the dog had passed yeah it's i just needed to ask was your uncle okay yeah he's okay what about the cow the cow (laughs) um i can't remember i just cared about my (laughs) uncle at that time but yeah, I care yeah. about cows now. Good priorities. Yeah. Did your yeah. uncle say, why didn't it move over? <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You cannot edit it out because our listeners need to know how bad you're doing. <laughs> so your uncle hits the cow. You see this object fly across. Did you all ever bring a priest or anybody into the home to try to get it blessed to stop some of the activity? Yeah, that's something that happens always. Whenever you move into a new house, like Mexican people just bring a priest and the priest blesses all the house and then we pray and then we have a barbecue. And is it a Catholic priest or? Yeah, like here in Mexico, we are pretty, I am not, but people in general are pretty Catholic. And we believe in, you know, that kind of stuff, like blessing your car, like people will drive around with, um, I don't know how, rosary. how you, yeah, with a rosary in their, in their mirrors. And then they just bless everything. We even bless um, pets 
and just crosses and yeah do you so i'm curious um because you have experience you you have supernatural experiences and you're also familiar with the catholic church and it sounds like it has a pretty rich history in your area do you believe in exorcisms or do you think those are fake no i totally believe in them and i'm pretty scared of them like i won't ever in my life in a million years play with a ouija board and I will never watch any, you know, The Exorcist or anything, anything like that. Because I'm, although I love paranormal stuff, mm. I am pretty scared of demons and just exorcisms. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna ask if we ever do an episode talking about our Ouija board experience. If we do one, will you will you skip it? This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. No, Ouija boards, no, I can hear them, but just exorcisms, just like the, th- the, the thought of listening to someone like speaking in another voice and just, it's mm-hmm. just pretty scary. Well, after these blessings, have you ever noticed a change in the home, like a vibe one way or the other? No, because those happen like when, when you move, mm. like at So it's first. like pretty routine. Yeah. Then we just, they just go to the church and pray but they never just bring the priest back unless it's pretty bad but it's not that bad in my house yeah yeah that's fascinating all right well what happened after um the infamous cow accident (laughs) well another thing that happened to me twice is that i saw someone that wasn't there and i blame my father for this like all the way like the first one that really got me I was like 11 years old and we were celebrating day of the dead mm-hmm. in the cemetery and you know if you saw Coco like we decorate all these cemeteries with Sempasuchi, which is the flower that's um orange mm-hmm. and I was just with my parents decorating tombs like for my grandpa and my grandmom, and then I got tired and went and sit next to a woman, like in a bench. So this woman, she was really cute. I can still remember her, like white hair, pink cardigan, just like cheeks really, you know, rosy, really, really cute. 
and we started talking because I'm a pretty extroverted person sometimes, like really sometimes. And then she said like, hey, some people like to be buried when, where they were born. And I was like, yeah, totally. And she said, for example, I was born in another city and I stayed here. And I was like, mm, yeah, totally. You stayed, you stayed here, right? <laughs> but I, I just didn't understand what she was saying until I came back with my parents and, and told my parents like, hey, this woman said like she wanted to be buried in another city where she was born and she just stayed here. Like, what does that mean? And then my dad said like, hey, you just spoke to someone who's dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's, that's like what you see in movies, I feel like. Yeah. Where like, 100%. you know, the main character is like having a yeah. mom sits on the bench next to the old lady. And yeah. they're chatting. And then like so inspired and she turns around and she looks back and she's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't look back or anything. Just like like I told my parents like she said these and she and then my dad said just pray for her like if she was really a dead person like maybe she wanted you to pray for her and just for her soul to rest in peace and I was like no take this woman to where she was born oh my gosh what did you hear <laughs> and isn't that I mean isn't that kind of the uh idea of the day of the dead is that like it's it's uh, a day where the separation between the dead and the living is like really really thin is that right yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most so of we what have... I know about that is from the movie Coco. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... <laughs> it's 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 pretty accurate. Like we have some Aztecs traditions that that's like going really really deep into that. But yeah, we have like basically today's uh, November first and November second. Like November first is the day where uh, souls from the purgatory come also unbaptized children and they just come here and hang around <laughs> around us and they the second day come like the people who died in accidents or just general family and we put little altars with food and flowers and just it's a pretty beautiful moment where you remember your your loved ones yeah so that's why we go to cemeteries and decorate and just uh, spend time there. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed more paranormal activity on those days? Um, I don't know. I just, I guess I haven't noticed more paranormal activity, but maybe there is like, I saw someone <laughs> like yeah. that wasn't there. Did part yes. of you ever think like, who was that? crazy old lady who was just messing with me <laughs> or were you like no that was a ghost sure. no I totally believe it was like it was a ghost like yes. I know <laughs> yeah. wow like, yeah. beautiful story though yeah. yeah it's pretty good and then I have another one like my uncle like my mom's brother passed away and we were all in the cemetery and there was like a man standing behind the place where he was going to be buried and he was wearing a white guayabera which is like a shirt like a mexican shirt for when for the hot weather and just khaki pants and sandals and a hat and then i went to my dad and was like hey like who's that person who's right there and he was like there's nobody there like why are you watching and i was like that i mean that there's someone like standing there and he was like, no, just calm down. Everything's fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, freaking out. And then a few months later, when my mom was a little bit calmer and a little less sad, I just came up with her and said, hey, I saw this. And she was like, oh, it was probably your great grandfather coming to collect your uncle's soul. And I was like, oh my gosh, if that happens to me, that's great. <laughs> I mean... Imagine having a loved one coming for you when you die so you don't live alone. Right. And then he, she showed me a picture of him because I never met him. And yeah, it was, it was him. It'd be a bummer if nobody came though. Like it'd be a party yeah. where you invited everybody and nobody showed up. <laughs> You're just like, just at the crossroads. Like it's like that Bone Thug song. Where's everybody? 
maybe that's how ghosts are made. Like nobody comes for yeah. them. <laughs> They're just lost souls. Yo. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> you just saw, this is our last episode. You <laughs> but that really is beautiful. Is. And yeah. Oh my goodness. How special is that? Yeah. Did, I, you, did you like see anything leave with him or? No, I just saw him just walk away slowly as yeah. I was losing my mind. And just uh, that that's all. I guess I just recognized my great grandfather and what were like what were some of the like uh features that that like you recognize that like told you like when you saw the photo you're like oh yeah that's him yeah his clothes like the guayabera the shirt and the sandals he uh, he was the same man that used to build uh highways here in mexico so he was always like hot so he used he always used to wear like clothes that are light and just uh, pants that are light. So that's how everyone kind of dressed in that time. So yeah, he she had that picture and it was like pretty much him. Yeah. yeah. So the clothing fit the era that he would have lived in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Over the work he did. Wow. Yeah. I um, I mean, look, if you're going to see ghosts, I would much prefer the experiences you've had versus some of the other ones we've heard about. I mean, minus you, the, the river lady that I could yeah. probably do without, but the other ones are pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, I think yeah. part of it is just like, you know, you were raised in that and, you know, accepting that when you cross over, you're not gone, you're still remembered and you're still able to to visit with them and celebrate them. And I think that's such a big part of it because you grow up like knowing them and expecting that. And especially how I was growing up, it was, you know, so opposite. We didn't even, we barely talked about what happens after you die and how to like process what happens when your loved ones die. So now of course it's like scary and unknown and like, you know, and and as we're trying to process what we're experiencing or what you know, what other people are experiencing. Well, Kat, you've, you've said before, and and my family's the same way. It's like, if you try to bring up the supernatural, it was almost like you would be mocked or feel ashamed or, you know, like, oh, that's not a real thing. Like, or or they just wouldn't want to talk about it because something about religion versus supernatural feels so scary um, for certain people. And it's like, I get these premonitions and all my life, I thought it was just I mean, there a lot of them are like meaningless stuff, but all my life, I just thought, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, I just didn't understand or whatever. And then I waited until I was like in my late 20s to bring it up with my dad when we we're in the car together. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me my entire life. And it's like, it would have been nice for you to say something ages ago. So I wouldn't feel like a weirdo, you know, for these things. I mean, I had been at work before and my brain go, they're going to say this. And then I literally watch them say what they're going to say. And then it's like, when you're going to say, and I just see it all play out. And he was like, yep, happens to me all the time. And I I was like, well, that's good to know. Thanks. Now that you're like 70, (laughs) glad we had this talk. (laughs) Yeah. I guess here in Mexico, we embrace that. It's, it's part of everyday life. Like we see just people passing all the time. And instead of being sad about it, maybe the beautiful thing about passing is that you get to see your loved ones. And that's the promise, right? Like, that's what people think. It's it's worth it, like, living a life and then reuniting with everyone you lost. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and it's, it's so interesting to me because so many people in the U.S. like share that belief that they'll get to see their loved ones after they die but it's not i mean like it's you say, you're saying it's embraced it's like n- like sweep it under the rug here let's never talk about it and yeah. any fears or emotions you have around it just model it up and keep that to yourself very and exclusive and not everywhere there's definitely like yeah that's obviously a generalization right but yeah i feel generally I think- it's right yeah i mean of course it's sad but um i've had funerals where my uncles and my aunts just gather around while everyone's praying and just go outside and start 
drinking and start like having a party yeah. uh, trying to remember the people the person who passed because that's how we knew them like happy and just remembering good stuff while I mean of course it's really sad but it, it can't be sad all the time like we have to look like for the bright side right like yeah. they are in a better place maybe yeah so I'm really interested in kind of the urban legend lore side of the supernatural in Mexico. Is there any other really well-known lore or, or um, urban legend stuff that you'd like to share to our audience that they may not know um, about Mexico? Yeah, I have two actually, chaneques, which are like um, dwarves or goblins. They are also called alushes in Cancun and just uh, the Riviera Maya. They are little uh, goblins. Uh, people say they are the souls of unbaptized children that just like to play with kids and they come with you and start playing with you and then get you lost. So mm-hmm. they are <laughs> in uh, forest or just crowded spaces with a lot of nature. So those are the chaneques. Actually, I have a story about that. I have stories like for years. So uh, these chaneques used to be, they are in a lot of places where there are children because they like children a lot. So when I was a little girl, my dad had this jar with marbles and um, he used to have them closed with a leaf. And he said, I used to play with someone. I'm an only child, so I had to just play with someone or I would just go crazy. So he said, I used to play with little children. And then he used to find his marbles just laying around outside his jar. Like the lid would be open and I would just not play with them. So they think those were chutnikis playing with those little uh, marbles. Wow. Yeah. And alushes actually are the ones that protect the jungle and the beaches and just uh, nature. They are like nature protectors from us because we destroy everything we touch. And then I have these uh, stories about Nahuales. I don't know if you have heard of skinwalkers. Uh, no. <laughs> it's like vaguely familiar. What, wait, I, what is it again? Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. I mean, I'm a consumer of just pop and media from the United States. So I first heard of Skinwalkers in Supernatural, the series. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, Skinwalkers are just basically monsters or spirits that can just turn themselves into animals and people and just like, are like um like paranormal stuff. Or... yeah shapeshifter mm-hmm. shapeshifter yeah and so nahuales here in mexico are people like chamanes warlock witches that can turn themselves into animals so they have to do this big ritual with prayers and they can turn themselves into, I don't know, peacocks and dogs and just basically any, any animal they want so they can get revenge on people mm-hmm. or they can just enjoy themselves being an animagus, basically. So, What animal yeah. do you think JJ would turn into if, if he did the spell? Oh, oh my gosh. I really don't want to offend anyone, but maybe a moose. <laughs> oh, moose? I'm not offended at all. Moose are... Really? Badass. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're very pretty. I've I've seen seen. Yeah, they are really big and majestic, and they have this great big and I don't know. He does have a very like bullwinkle vibe to him, so I really appreciate that. I love, (laughs) I love moose. I love bullwinkle. I'm also terrified of moose. Yeah, they're scary. They're huge. Like very majestic. Like moose being like, oh, I'm gonna take this car down. They are really (laughs) bizarre animals. Yeah. Right, and I, I. why did you look right at JJ when you said bizarre? You were like, they're very bizarre. <laughs> it's just another thing I share with Moose. I was also going to say it's hard to offend JJ. You can take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also heard that orcas are like their predators because they can swim like 
really deep. It's, Interesting. We, it's a strange world. That, I had not heard that. That's amazing. That, yeah, I think I've so seen a picture of, of one yeah. swimming really deep yeah. before. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, those are Nahuales. You can scare them away from your house or your family by placing a hat upside down and just stabbing it with a knife. And that's how you stop Nahuales from just being around wow. you. Oh. Do you stab the hat like into the floor? Yeah, into the floor. Have you ever done that before? No, but my dad has. Yeah. Was he, I mean, did he think he was actively being like tracked by Narwales? Um, he, like the the neighborhood was, they would hear strange noises because, you know, river. And um, <laughs> they would hear strange noises. People would hear like someone landing on their roofs. And just uh, strange things would happen to neighbors. Like one day... A neighbor friend from of my mom, she just woke up naked, oh. and that's really weird. And Speaking so my dad of JJ. said, <laughs> "It wasn't me." <laughs> <laughs> so my dad said, "No, this is an awal. And even though he's pretty Catholic and he believes in just church, he said, "No, this this is an awal, So I'm going to stab a hat upside down, and then he will." Be gone, and then yeah, everything just stopped after that. Wow, weird! Oh my Fascinating. goodness! Yeah, well, Mexico is full of legends. I know. Oh yeah, the, I love, I love, love, love. The, I love lore and urban legends. So that's one of my favorite things. Do you mind if I ask you about a, a mythic creature that I know very little about, but is a? It's just a fun word for me to say, and so it stuck with me. But do you know? It's like. Chupacabra. Is I that knew it. Yeah. I like, knew it. <laughs> you knew it. I knew, I think like Americans know it because it is just like a fun sounding word, but I don't really know what it is, to be honest. Okay. Chupacabras actually means um, goat sucking. Uh-huh. And Chupacabras is a creature that appeared like in the 2000s. So... Mm, farmers were saying that their cabras, their goats, and their chickens would just uh, appear to be dead, drained from their blood. Mm. So everyone started tracking what was happening, and they come, they came up with the chupacabras, which is like a creature that's like a like a wolf with uh, shiny, pointy teeth and red eyes. Mm -hmm. And he would just kill animals. And suck their yeah. blood. And suck their blood, yeah. yeah like a little vampire. And that, yeah, that's really, ha that's been happening like sporadically for years, like in the 2000, then 2010, then in 2012. Yeah, something like that. So Chupacabra, that's what it is. So like people have found like goats that like, like other than, I mean, like, they're not eaten or chewed up or anything. It's just that there's like their blood was sucked out of them or drank. Yeah. Yeah. And they were completely just dead in the ground. Yeah. And uh, they were all bloody because um, it was pretty violent. You know, the attacks from the chupacabras were pretty violent for the animals. And they would attack cows and chicken and just basically farm animals. So it's not it's not like a like a vampire sucking blood where it's like oh we had two cute little teeth marks it's like no he would like, just murder them and then drink their blood oh my gosh like Ugh. pretty violently <laughs> yeah wow. well I would still take a chupacabra over uh, La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, we're coming up on an hour. Is there any other stories that you want to share with our audience? I mean, I, I think we would definitely like to have you back on the podcast down the road to share more stories. I know this has yeah. been a lot of fun for us. Anytime, anytime you want, I'm pretty excited to be here. So um, since we were talking about, you know, family and stuff like that, I just wanted to end um, with a story that really has my heart, like, my mom, my mom's birthday is on February 29th. So she, her birthday is every four years. 
Yes. And it's a pretty special moment because she just being, she loves being just um, taken care of. So a few years ago, like my uncle died in 2010, I think. So a few years ago, she was sleeping and it was her birthday. And my uncle, a few years ago, had given her like a little music box. And that music box has been untouched like for so many years. We didn't know it worked. And then uh, on the day of her birthday, the box started just playing this little song. Like it's from a movie with Christopher Reeve that he goes back in time. It's really, really beautiful. And that melody is really, really beautiful. So on her birthday, the box that gave that her brother gave her that he has passed away it just started playing and it was really really beautiful like she told me with tears in her eyes like my brother was here he was here with me on my birthday so yeah I think that's pretty beautiful you have the most uplifting ghost stories I could listen to these (laughs) all day long Uh, yeah i'd be glad to come back whenever you want usually it's like i woke up and i was paralyzed and then this thing was breathing over my face and i smelled rotting flesh and i'm like okay that's a lot like that's beautiful and i bet there's like so many more heartwarming stories like that in mexico too just from the level of embrace that you guys have with the dead it's just such a beautiful story thank you for sharing that no, thank you for listening to me. Uh, so, Carl, is there uh, any place we can find you or our listeners could find you? Um, TikTok or Instagram, Twitter, anything like that that you want to share? Sure. You can tweet me at Caromatz, C-A-R-O-M-A-T-Z. Uh, on Twitter, I'm there like most of the time just reading tweets and reposting tweets. Love yeah. it. That's and- a as tradition, when we have fans on the podcast, we would love for you to do the sign off with us. Is that something that you'd like to do? Yeah, sure. Hola, soy Caro y en... okay. Sorry. No, Hola, you're... soy Caro y han estado escuchando a The Real Hauntings Podcast. And I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, that was, that's, that was awesome. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.